A trip to the laundromat turned into a brutal attack for a young girl and her mother. I can't imagine losing my child at that age. 35 years have passed, still no answers on who stabbed them. How could someone do this to a child? I'm Erica Hernandez. And I'm Lee Waldman. This is Texas Crime Stories, the cold case of Jennifer Sue Delgado. It was a hot June day in 1988 when seven-year-old Jennifer Sue Delgado and her mother crossed the street from their home and went to West Rock Coin Op Wash and Dry to do laundry. Jennifer's dad was at home with the rest of the kids. She and her mom were talking about summer plans when a man walked into the laundromat and went over to the vending machine. He put money inside, but nothing came back out. Enraging him, he turned that anger on Jennifer and her mother. In an instant, the man stabbed Jennifer's mom in the shoulder. She yelled for Jennifer to leave, but before she could, the man stabbed Jennifer in the stomach. One of Jennifer's former classmates, Christopher Palmer, has followed this story for three decades. She runs home, she collapses in her front yard, and um, and they take her to the hospital from there. Three hours later, you know, trying to work to revive her and, and save her. They were unable to save her. Uh, her mother survived. It was at the end of our third grade year. You know, I knew she was gone, but at that age, I don't think I fully comprehended the finality of her life. After he stabbed them both, San Antonio police say he jumped into a silver Honda driven by another unknown person. Jennifer's mom survived the attack and was able to give police a sketch of the man who took her little girl. It's unfortunate that it happened, period, but to happen at that time where there weren't security cameras in the laundromat, there wasn't a camera, traffic cameras, all these things that maybe today had it happened, we would might be able to get a better idea or find the individual that did this. Unfortunately, what little evidence they have, they said at this point, it's going to take someone coming forward with some information to get this case solved. After 35 years with no one arrested, Jennifer's murder has turned cold, but Christopher's efforts to honor her continue to heat up. 13 years after her murder, which would have been, I think, 2001, I gathered some of our classmates together. We held a candlelight vigil at the site where she was murdered. News. Weather. Mental health. True crime. And all things San Antonio. KSAT has a podcast for everyone with a local twist. Tune in daily for the day's top stories on KSAT News Now. Or learn more about South Texas weather phenomena with whatever the weather. Deep dive into mystery with true Texas crime stories that happen right here in our own backyard. And count on the KSAT Explains team to answer some big questions about San Antonio. Plus, our newest edition, Living Out Loud, making mental health easier to tackle in San Antonio. Find us anywhere that you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Or watch the video versions on our KSAT YouTube page. Remember to subscribe there too. So we mentioned that Jennifer's murder, her case has gone cold, but Chris, he has not stopped, especially in the last few years. He started a foundation called the Jennifer Sue Delgado Foundation. It was, I believe, 2020 when I said, you know, I really want to do something more permanent. And he formed it to honor the memory of who Jennifer was and keep the stories about her alive. Yeah, I've actually met Chris uh, last year when 
he was on this mission to have the roadway that where that laundromat used to be located named after her, and he finally got that done. It got approved by city council, and, and they were put up um, June of 2022. And on the 34th anniversary of her death, uh, we had a small dedication out there for the signs. It is now Jennifer Sue Delgado Memorial Way. So it's that portion of West Rock Drive, like I said, where that laundry mat once stood. It's no longer a laundry mat. It's not there anymore. But just for seeing him and talking to him, he just had such a dedication. And, and I kind of get why he doesn't want her to be forgotten. And here's a little more about why he is doing what he's doing for Jennifer. Our old elementary school uh, opened up a new wing um, last school year. And I said, can we put a small plaque, you know, in the new building, you know, show a picture of Jennifer. And then I was like, okay, well, what can I do that can keep the cold case, you know, in the public's eye, you know, honor Jennifer's memory and give back to the community. And so that's when I decided to start a nonprofit organization For the last two years, we've been able to raise enough funds to give a brand new book to every student at our old elementary school to take home and read over the summer. Uh, We've been able to give one college scholarship to a John Jay High School graduate uh, last summer. Uh, So it's it's something, if I can't have permanent closure by knowing, you know, who killed Jennifer, at least I can have some sort of closure uh, honoring her memory giving back to the community and keeping the cold case, you know, in the public's eye. Let's talk about where things stand right now. So according to SAPD, Jennifer's case is officially a cold case. So they have this website on SAPD's um, website through the city of San Antonio, and it tracks all of their cold cases going back to the 80s and up through 2020. So you can see all of the different cold cases that they're still working on. And you can read more about each of the people. And so Jennifer's story is on there. And you can see a picture of her before she was killed and just how young and small she was. But they also have um, suspect sketches that have been released based on her mom's description of who that suspect was. So do you want to go ahead and read that description? Yeah, so the suspect is described as a white male around 17 or 18 at the time, about 5'2", slender build with dark wavy hair, wearing a white flowered Hawaiian shirt on that day. Now, if you have any information that might be useful, please call the San Antonio Police Department cold case tip line anytime, day or night. We'll have a list of those numbers on the website, or you could also call Crime Stoppers at 210-224-STOP. We gave that guy's description. Obviously, it's been 35 years, so he is going to look different now. But if he, if you see that picture and that's someone who you used to know, no tip is too small. They deserve to have some kind of closure in this. And recently, Chris kind of brought this back to the attention to the public because there is right now, you may see them along the roadways. They're the big digital kind of like Crime Stopper billboards um, that are up right now. And it's of that sketch. And it is of Jennifer's case. So consistently bringing this back is what Chris wanted to do. I mean, what a horrific story. I mean, they went to the laundromat to wash clothes. Across the street from their house. House. This guy wasn't even, like, they didn't provoke him. Nobody knew who he He was. He just couldn't get the vending machine to work. I mean, who attacks a kid and their mom? Because the vending machine is not going to work. So callous. Exactly. And so that's part of the reason why Chris wants to bring all of this to light and work to honor her memory. Um, Jennifer's parents are pretty private people. Her family's pretty private. But 
Chris is close with them, and he's gotten their blessing to continue to try and keep Jennifer's memory out there and try and get some closure in this. So this is um, this is what he had to say, and he's also raised some money for a reward as well. Who knows if someone, all these years later, maybe they knew something, they were scared to talk then, maybe they can talk now, and with a $25,000 you know, reward, maybe that would bring forth some new leads. So we're hoping. I really do hope one day that Chris gets some closure, the family get some closure on this and the person responsible is arrested and charged because even though this happened in 1988 they could still face serious charges like a murder charge in this case um and be, you know justice be served for them absolutely thanks so much for joining us we'll be back soon with a new episode of texas crime stories don't forget you can hear past episodes on ksat.com ksat's youtube page spotify or apple podcasts